Hello guys and welcome to the layup. So today we're going to be talking about the NBA All-Decade teams for the 2010s. So as you may not, um, may or may not already know, the NBA.com sent, uh, sent out a All-Decade for the 2010s. So there was the first team All-Decade, the third, second team All-Decade, and the third team All-Decade. So a lot of people agreed and disagreed with what they thought was should be on each team so I'm going to react to that and uh, tell you guys my opinion on what I think was right and what I think was wrong so for the first uh, team all decade if you don't understand what the decade team is it's uh, the best players from the 2010 so this is the first team the best five players in their opinion from the 2010s era uh, so it has Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, James Harden, and Kawhi Leonard. And I completely agree with that. I think all of those players have had an impact on the league for the whole, throughout the whole 10 years. Um, Kawhi, obviously LeBron, KD, and Steph, uh, Kevin Durant with the, the Thunder, Steph Curry impacting the Warriors, and Harden developing into a superstar. So I think they did this one right. Uh, I don't think many people will have much to argue with this one. Some may say they should have included uh, Kobe or Russell Westbrook, but I did this one right. So I have nothing to say about this one. NBA team. Uh, for the all-decade second team, the five second-best players from the 2010s in the NBA TV uh, opinion, they have uh, Chris Paul, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, and Blake Griffin. So, um, I think that Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, and Blake Griffin is all right, but I do not think that Chris Paul and Carmelo Anthony uh, should be on the second team. I think that Kobe and Dwayne Wade deserve it more because of they've actually won championships, and Carmelo and Chris Paul have not won a championship in the Chiefs decade. They had a better supporting cast, but some of those Clippers teams, some of the Knicks teams, uh, they had a legitimate chance to win. But it comes down to championships for me. So I think Kobe and Dwayne Wade had a a, a better uh, impact on the NBA in this in the span of time. Uh, I think Russ averaging a triple double for three years. I mean, you can't really argue that. Anthony Davis, one of the best centers in the in the entire league. Uh, Blake Griffin, a high flyer since he came into the league, kind of slowed down a little bit, but he's still a superstar, so he definitely deserves to be on the second team. So, uh, I just think adding Dwayne Wade and Kobe just because of the rings, so uh, that's my opinion. Oh, and then the all-decade third team. Uh, NBA TV had LaMarcus Aldridge, Dwayne Wade, Kobe Bryant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Paul George. So, a lot of things... uh, I don't like with this. I don't think LaMarcus Aldridge deserves to be on this team. I don't think he had as big of an impact on the year on that span of time or was as good as some of those other players that deserve to be to be in that. Uh, obviously, you heard me move Kobe and Dwayne Wade up to the second team, so I think they deserve to be there. So, obviously, that, that frees up two spots. I don't think LaMarcus Aldridge should be on. And a lot of you guys might get I don't think Giannis deserves to be on the All-Decade 13. Just because of he's had, a, what, two good seasons? 
uh, a lot of other guys have been consistently good throughout the whole 10 years when Giannis has kind of had a couple good seasons, great seasons, actually, just uh, more guys had uh, better, more years to play. But if Giannis played every, like, all 10 years, then I think I would include him. I just don't know if he's, he'll definitely be in the all-decade team of the third, uh, 2020s. But I I think he's he's too young and he didn't have as big an impact on this this decade. All right, so I think it's gonna be the third team is CP3, Chris Paul, Paul George, Carmelo Anthony, Dirk Nowitzki, and Clay Thompson. So my third team I don't really agree with. Um, just move moving some things around, but Chris Paul and Chris Paul, uh, it's a great player. Sam Carmelo, they just didn't, haven't won any championships, but that doesn't uh, change how great of a player they were. So I think they still got on this third team. Um, Paul George, consistently good for the Pacers um, and the Thunder, and hopefully he'll be good for his new team, the Clippers. He deserves to be on there. Dirk Nowitzki. I don't know why he wasn't on any of those teams. He won a championship in 2011. So I don't understand why he wasn't on that team. But I'll change that. And Clay Thompson um, with those with the Warriors, the 73-win Warriors. I think if you're contributing to making history, I think he was one of the biggest contributors on that team. So I think he deserves to be on, on, the, th- on the third team. All right, well... I hope you guys uh, enjoyed that, and maybe you agreed with it, maybe you didn't, but now we're going to go to our next little thing, um, and who I think will be surprising teams in 2019 to 2020. Teams that you're not really thinking about, um, not really expecting to do that well. My first team is the Dallas Mavericks. Um, The reason I think the Dallas Mavericks uh, are going to be a surprising team is because Many people are looking over them. They have a pretty talented roster with Doncic and Kristaps um, Porzingis, but not only do they have them, they have Tim Hardaway, um, Dwight Powell, DeLon Wright. So they have a lot of a lot of good players. Uh, they got from that trade, so they let go of uh, Trey Burke, um, but they still have Tim uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. and they still have Courtney Lee. They signed the seven foot three big man. Boban Marjanovic, um, but I think the I don't will they make the playoffs? I have no idea. But in the stacked Western Conference, ideally, I don't really see making the playoffs. But it's possible they could make a run, and they're young, so this is a developing year, figuring out how Luca and Chris Tapps work together, and then maybe next year will be their coming out year. But I think they'll surprise with like a nine seed or eight seed, maybe squeezing in the playoffs there. And then my next team, surprising team, will be the Sacramento Kings. I've been talking about a lot about the Sacramento Kings lately, uh, just because I think it's De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald's year. Uh, Marvin Bagley's going to be a sophomore. He'll be more more of a seasoned player. Um, they got Harrison Barnes, so I think they'll they'll be a team that sneaks up, kind of like Dallas in the stacked conference, Western Conference. Uh, I think maybe one one of the top teams in the West won't work out. Maybe it'll be the Rockets. Maybe it'll be the Jazz. And one of those teams will slip. 
and these the kings i think will come out of nowhere kind of which is what i'm expecting them to do they have a good young core and they're finally starting to pull it together and hopefully this will be the year the year for them to either make the playoffs or uh, come close but i think i i have faith in them i cuz i don't think every every uh top eight team in the west right now are going to all make the playoffs like there's still a chance it's golden state this chemistry doesn't work out with Russell and Curry. Um, there's a chance that New Orleans doesn't make the playoffs. San Antonio might not. Um, Utah, got, they still got to figure that out. So Dallas and Dallas and um, Dallas and Sacramento, I think, will be two surprising teams. And my third for the West is going to be the Warriors, if the chemistry works out. I don't see um, Clay Thompson coming back at all this year, which I don't think anyone really expects him to come back. But we'll see if D'Angelo, if D'Angelo Russell and Steph Curry's chemistry works, if they can share the ball and Draymond Green can be um, the facilitator he was before Kevin Durant got there. I think they'll be a, a good team and maybe sneak up into top four, top four in the West. Possibly, I think a lot of people right now they lost KD. They're they don't have Clay, but they still have Russell. They still have one of the best players in the NBA, Steph Curry, and one of the best all-around players in the NBA, in Draymond Green. So, uh, Golden State will be a surprise, and it'll be interesting to see how they finish, how they stack up with all those other West Western Conference favorites. All right, so now we're gonna head over to the East. Um, same situation, kind of as Golden State. Uh, they lost their superstar in Kawhi Leonard, and I'm talking about the Raptors. But they still have a talented enough roster to sneak up into the top four if Brooklyn and Indiana doesn't work. Uh, the reason I say that is because um, uh, Pascal Siakam is going to have the keys to the city, and they still have a veteran two veteran defenders in Marcus Saul and Serge Ibaka, who will most likely start together. Uh, for Van Fleet, they still have him, Pascal Siakam, and Kyle Lowry will look, be looking to lead the way. So, hopefully, um, I think the Raptors will sneak up, maybe get a four seed, maybe if the Celtics don't work out, they'll get the three seed, but I think Pascal Siakam has a high enough ceiling for them to make the playoffs. Uh, not saying it's a definite for them to make the playoffs, but I still think they they can possibly make the playoffs uh, over some teams like Miami and Indiana and Detroit. Uh, my second team that I think will surprise is Indiana. Uh, after Victor Oladipo's injury, they lose Bogdan Boyan Bogdanovich to the Jazz, and then they immediately sign uh, or they get T.J. Warren in trade. They get Jeremy Lamb, they get Justin Holiday, and they get Malcolm Brogdon. Do I think they improved? I think so. Boyan Bogdanovich is a very huge loss, though, because I don't know if Victor Oladipo will be back to his 100% when he comes back. But I think uh, Jeremy Lamb and Brogdon, as players, will make up for that. Um, not necessarily 100%, but... Uh, I think they they improved after last year kind of being a disappointment with Oladipo out. Um, so maybe this will be their year. Uh, maybe Miles Turner will finally grow up. 
and uh, turn into the player he was projected to be coming out of college. And uh, there could be some other surprising teams, but that's it for me. So um, we could see some teams. But before this NBA season starts, uh, I think it's time for me to rank the top 20 players entering the NBA season in 2019 to 2020. So, number one, uh, we have the finals MVP Kawhi Leonard. And the thing that separated Kawhi from all the other players is what he can do in the clutch. Uh, so, the LeBron, LeBron's clutch, Giannis... Giannis, Steph, not so much. So, I think Kawhi really separated from them. And I think he's only getting better. He's entering his prime. I think this year with the Clippers, with Paul George, will be his best year yet. Uh, it's scary to think about that because we all thought that this year was his best year. But I think that he'll come back better than better than ever. And I think he'll shine with the Clippers with their rotation. I think his defense, the Clippers' defense, will be incredible this year. I think anyone who has to face them will be um, have to be on their best game to even come close to winning. So, I mean, they've got three defensive stoppers and Patrick Beverly, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George. Uh, so they will be a fun team to watch on offense and on defense. Uh, so number two, we have LeBron James. I think this is the first year that LeBron's not uh, the unanimous one player. Uh, I think Kawhi kind of took him out as the alpha dog and as the obvious best player in the NBA. He's still capable of putting up 50 points any night once. Uh, and I think he will be capable of doing that in the playoffs. But this is something we haven't really seen since 2010s. Uh, D. Wade and Chris Bosh, and not even then. Um, Anthony Davis has the same skill as LeBron to take over a game. So, uh, the thing with that is, last year, um, when LeBron James was with the Cavs in the playoffs, he had no help, so he had to do it all by himself, which led to him getting tired and the Cavs having no answers. But this year, they have Anthony Davis and a dark horse, DeMarcus Cousins, who come better than he did last year. I think it's still a risk, but he signed for a like a one year, one million dollar contract. But I'm hoping he comes back uh, better than he did last year. So he LeBron has help. So I think he'll shine with that. I think he'll be a passer, um, not pass first, just a LeBron James passer. He'll have shooters, um, Danny Green. Avery Bradley, he still has Kyle Kuzma next to him, uh, DeMarcus can pull from deep, so we'll definitely see if Braun is uh, going to be a triple-double machine in the playoffs, and I think that's what will happen. Number three, I have Giannis. Even though Giannis was the MVP of this year, I still don't see him as the best player in the NBA. I think last year with LeBron and the Lakers struggling, he was a number two next er, Number two next to Kawhi. I still think he's not in his prime yet, but when he is in his prime, he will be one of the best players the NBA has ever seen. I still think he needs to get a jump shot, and he has been working on his jump shot. 
and shooting them in games. But I think he will have to improve a lot, and that takes time. So uh, talk to me in another two or three years, and I think he'll be back. He'll be a, a, a talented shooter. Not um, not Steph Curry range, I think, but he'll be able to pull it and be comfortable shooting in clutch situations. Um, but that's just what separates him from Kawhi. Uh, not that LeBron is a great shooter either, but when LeBron first entered the league, he didn't. He wasn't a great shooter. He was just a facilitator. So um, hopefully Giannis will develop that part of his game. Number four, Steph Curry. Uh, even though Steph lost KD, I think this will be uh, better for him. He'll have the Warriors to himself. Um, he'll be able to be dominant, and I think we have an MVP candidate uh, in Steph Curry this year, and I think he will be able to take over some games. Even though they have D'Angelo Russell, I don't know that D'Angelo Russell will win the Warriors system, so that they might end up trading him, but you never know, and maybe Steph will shine with D'Angelo Russell. And he still has Draymond Green, and... When he has Draymond Green, he's able to move without the basketball to get open. Um, and then number five is James Harden. Um, so I think most people expected that to be the top five. Uh, James Harden, I think he just has to um, get his teammates involved a little more. Um, even though he's getting, like, eight assists a night, I still think he needs to dish it off to Capella a little more, not be as ball-dominant, if you know what I mean. Like, even though he's getting ten assists, he's driving to the basket hard, cutting by, getting by a defender with eight seconds left on the shot clock. He's dribbling for ten seconds, and he finds someone at the last second for a layup. So he's doing all the work. I think he needs to, with Russ, he will be able to relax a little more and be able to let Russ do his thing, move without the ball, and get open. So I think that will be good for for James to develop as an off-the-ball player because of how good of a shooter he is and how good of a passer Russell Westbrook is. James Harden is not the fastest guy in the NBA, but with screens he can get open and Russ will always be able to find him. So I think Harden will have a good year this year, and I think he'll be an MVP candidate. And I think that will be the top five for MVP. MVP finish. Um, number six, LeBron's partner in crime, Anthony Davis. Uh, we still need to see how those two play together, but I can't imagine it failing. But you never know. Uh, I just think Edie's the perfect player for LeBron. Um, uh, LeBron can relax a little bit, like kind of like Harden. Um, so he won't have all the load on him. He has another superstar, another All-NBA, another MVP candidate with him. So I think um, Anthony Davis will uh, uh, improve from LeBron because of how good of a passer LeBron is, uh, and he'll find Anthony Davis under the basket. And I think he'll Anthony Davis and LeBron James will be one of the best in the NBA. Um, yeah, and then number seven, I have Damian Lillard, who has been continuously underrated. I don't think this is an underrate. Uh, I don't think he's underrated at the seventh best player in the NBA. I think the top five is good. And then I had a little bit of trouble whether to rank Anthony Davis or Dame, uh, Damian Lillard over him. Uh, 
but it's it's uh, it's anyone's decision, and it's it's really a tough one. So we'll see what happens if Damian Lillard leads his team to the playoffs this year. Um, same thing with Anthony Davis. We really don't know, um, but Damian Lillard um, he lost uh, in his canter, but I still think the Blazers will be one of the top teams in the NBA uh, or Western Conference. But they. Got a couple of good uh, pickups. They kept Rodney Hood. Uh, Nasir Little was a steal in the draft. They got Hassan Whiteside um, and Kent Bazemore as well. And hopefully uh, Zach Collins will uh, be a good center. Um, but I think, yeah, Damian Lillard will be one of the best players in the NBA. But it's just a question of whether his team can support him in the right way. Uh, number eight, Kawhi's partner in crime. Paul George and the reason I have him at number eight is just because of when he's playing with Paul George or Kawhi Leonard he won't have the ball in his hands all the time like he did in Oklahoma City towards the end and like he did in uh, Indiana uh, which doesn't mean he'll be a great which doesn't mean he won't be a great player because he can still guard the best player on the other team um so he will still have an impact, and he'll still be one of the best players in the NBA. And I expect him to average at least 25 points. Um, at least 25 points. And I think he'll, uh, him and Kawhi, it's still a question mark because they're the same position. But I think that um, that they can uh, play together uh, and maybe win a championship together. So. Number nine, we have Joel Embiid, who, like Giannis, still has a lot of room to improve. I think he needs to get in more of an NBA NBA um, NBA ready before games, because uh, he gets injured so often. Uh, his conditioning is very important. But as long as he stays healthy, he'll be one of the best players in the NBA, and I think he'll lead Philly to a, a Eastern Conference Finals berth and maybe even an NBA Finals berth. So, uh, with Al Horford, he'll have a uh, a partner in the front court. Uh, Al Horford will be able to guard uh, the big guy, which puts a little less pressure on Joel Embiid to play defense um, because Al Horford is a defense uh, defensive mastermind. Um, being able to stop all the top centers in the league. And Beaton and uh, Horford had some good battles, and now they're joining forces, which is interesting. All right, here's number 10. We have Russell Westbrook. The reason I did not rank Russell Westbrook top 7 is because I don't know how he's going to play with James Harden. I do expect him to be a great passer. I just don't know if... Him and James Harden will be the best duo. A lot of people are saying, oh, they played together in Oklahoma City. But when they played together, Russ was 23, uh, not in his prime yet. James Harden was coming to the bench, and they barely played together. And when they did, they did not play well together. And these are two guys who are going to be starting uh, right next to each other and both be playing 35-plus minutes a night. Good for Russ to get some load off of him, so because um, Harden's a guy you can just give the ball to, and he'll get you some he'll get you some points in tough situations. 
and hopefully Russ over the summer is working on his three-point shot because 29% is not a good three-point percentage, so <laughs> hopefully he makes some improvements there. Number 11, we have Nikola Jokic, who many people are not really calling a top player in the league yet. I still think he is one of the best players in the league just because of what he can do on a nice basis. And he has a great supporting cast. Uh, Will Barton will be health, healthy. Gary Harris and Jamal Murray and Paul Millsap. Monte Morris, Mason Plumlee. Uh, Jeremy Grant was a good pickup for them. Malik Beasley, Will Barton. Bull Bull. So the Nuggets have improved from last year. They didn't lose anyone. So I think um, Nikola Jokic will, with all those extra pickups, he'll flourish in, in passing, um, which is what he does great in, is passing, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how many triple-doubles he gets this year, if uh, he's an all-star, so I think he I think he deserves that number, number 11. And number 12, we have Kyrie. The reason I don't have Kyrie Irving ranked higher is because he's on a, uh, he has a task to um, carry the Nets for this year. Not that they don't have a great supporting cast, but you saw what happened when he tried to um, be a leader on the Celtics. Didn't work out. So I, I don't know if he'll that will be the best role for him. But when Kevin Durant comes back, he'll have his he'll have his eye. Um, but I don't know if Kyrie will be uh, be great in this uh, in the in the in the situation. Um, with um, in the situation of just him and no Kevin Durant uh, so far so um, and then at number three we have Kemba Walker and I could have ranked Kemba Walker higher than Kyrie Irving but Kyrie Irving um, did help uh, win a championship um, but he did have LeBron James so I don't really know Who's better? I just believe that Kemba Walker, Kemba Walker and Kyrie Irving are very similar players. So, um, are very similar players, but I don't know if Kemba's better or Kyrie's better. But yes, they are very similar players. But the reason I have him here is because I think he's in a better situation with the Celtics than he was with the Hornets because he has a better supporting cast. He has Tatum, he has Brown, he has Smart, he has Ennis Cantor, all those rookies. So I think he'll uh, be a better player with the Celtics and I think he's already loving the city of Boston so uh, I'm excited for him to play with the Celtics. Uh, and at number 14 I have Jimmy Butler who just joined the Miami Heat. I think Jimmy Butler will um, is going to be the best player on the Miami Heat team, um, who lost Hassan Whiteside, but got the rookie Tyler Hero. Um, but with Jimmy Butler being the number one, number one option, I think he'll, he'll do very well in that situation because that's what he's wanted for a while. He left Minnesota because of, he didn't want the young guys, the young guys in, uh, Philadelphia, there were more young guys, um, so he decided to go to, um, the Miami Heat. And I think he'll have a have a have a good year. Um, and um, Jimmy Butler 
Uh, I don't know if the Heat will be a playoff team, but I do think that uh, it will have a good impact on them and hopefully make give, make them a playoff team. Don't don't know if that's the case, but it's possible. Um, then at number fifteen, Ben Simmons, and Ben Simmons has a chance to be a top ten player. It's just the jump shot. I mean. Magic Johnson didn't need a jump shot, but in today's NBA, uh, you if if you don't have a three-point shot, if you don't have a mid-range shot, if you aren't confident enough to shoot a jump shot, teams are just going to play off on you, and the spacing of the floor is ruined when Simmons is on the floor because of his no jump because sh- he can't take a jump shot. Not that he can't make them. If he if he takes them and he can't make them, that's fine. He doesn't even take them, but I think he'll 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 improve, uh, hopefully. And then if he does, the he'll be more up there. But I think he'll he'll help the Sixers, um, the newly and improved Sixers, uh, with a lot of shooters. So, um, Josh Richardson, um, Tobias Harris. But I'm I'm interested to see if he does make the improvement. If he does make the jump shots, so. We'll see this year. Uh, then, uh, number 16, Carl Anthony Towns. Even though the Minnesota Timberwolves have struggled um, ever since Carl Anthony Towns has gotten there, they did make the playoffs once with Jimmy Butler, but Andrew Wiggins is in a slump, like a tear slump. And maybe this will be his comeback year, but they don't have the best roster, so don't count on the Timberwolves to be one of the best teams in the West, and don't count on that unless there's a rebuild. Uh, but Carl Anthony Towns is yeah still one of the best, talent, most talented centers in the league, uh, and he's only twenty three. So when he hits his prime, he'll be a, a very very good player. Um, so I'm excited to see how he how he plays this year, and how the Timberwolves play this year. Number seventeen, I have Victor Oladipo. And I'm assuming Victor Oladipo is going to play this year. Um, Victor Oladipo is going to play this year. Um, But he will be out through November 30th. Um, And maybe he'll come back better. I have him up high because he still has a really high ceiling. And because of his athleticism... I think he'll he'll come back from this in, injury better than ever. Um, so I still think he's the number 17 player, and he'll help the Pacers. Uh, number 18, Blake Griffin for the Detroit Pistons. Uh, Pistons got better in the offseason. Um, they added Derrick Rose. Um, they still have that. Um, they got uh, Seiko Deombe, um in the draft. They still have Reggie Jackson. They got Marquise Morris. Um, so, uh, they still have Andre Drummond, so Blake Griffin maybe will lead the Pistons to a top six seed. Um, you never know. Um, and I think he's still one of the best, one of the better players in the NBA. Uh, his athleticism, he's lost it a little bit, but I think on any given night, he could, he could light up, light up the, light up the place. Uh, and I, and Blake Griffin, um, and him and Andre Drummond, well, are, are one of the better duos in the NBA as well. So maybe they'll um, 
Maybe they'll get a higher seed than they did last year. The number 19, Mar DeRozan, who was with the Spurs, who kind of lost their identity a little. But they still have a they still have a pretty talented roster. They got um, some good draft picks: uh, Keldon Johnson, um, Luka Samajic, um, and they still have Aldridge. Um, still got Rudy Gay, Marco Bellinelli, but it's not the same old same old Spurs that are just gonna find a way. I mean, they could, but they didn't get out of the second round last year. Um, and they ha- they haven't gotten out of the they haven't gotten out of the first round in the last two years. So, um, maybe Greg Popovich will work his magic, maybe get a trade, um, somehow. But I don't, I don't see the Spurs as one of the better, one of the better teams in the, in the Western Conference. But I still see DeMar DeRozan as one of the better players in the, in the, in the NBA because of his athleticism, his shooting, um, so, and then at number, and then the last one, number 20, some people might be mad about Donovan Mitchell. Even though he's young, I still think he's one of the best players in the NBA already. Um, but um, he's he's a high flyer and he has a high ceiling. And it's scary to think he's not even in his prime yet. So I think he'll be a great player and he already is a great player. Uh, and I think he deserves to be number 20. Um, honorable mentions, Kyle Lowry. Um, DeAndre Jordan, C.J. McCollum, Jamal Murray. Um, and the reason I did not include Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant is because they are out for this year, but I probably would have had Kevin Durant at number two or number three. Um, uh, but that's why, so. Thank you, guys. And... Make sure to check out the WNBA whenever you see it on on um, national TV or even purchase the League Pass because that's what I have and I'm, I love the WNBA watching it and it's very interesting, especially in the NBA offseason when there's nothing to watch. There's no football, uh, but it's a, very, it's a very fun league to watch when it's on. So um, thank you for listening.